Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Ed, can you hear me at all? This is a nut. I'm not hearing anything at all. I'll try to call again. Drop my um, my headset, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So, let's see what happens this way. Um, I'm going back to the old-fashioned way of holding it in my hand. Let's see if we can get <laughs> Dale back on. Yeah, real sweet. Let's see if we get Dale back on. Um, All right. Hello, Dale. Can you hear me now? 
Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, are you on a speakerphone? Uh, no, I'm, I'm on a uh, Bluetooth. Oh, you're on a Bluetooth? Well, I was having a trouble with my Bluetooth. I couldn't, nobody was hearing me, so I had to go on the direct phone line. Uh, let me see if this is a net right now. So you might want to just take the Bluetooth and go direct. Hello, Annette, can you hear me? Annette? Okay. I don't know if it's the weather or what, folks. Uh, yeah, Jim. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is. Um, Dale, you're not coming through at all. I don't know if it's the Bluetooth. I had a ditch mine to talk. So, can you hear me, Dale? Is that better? All right. Yeah, that's a lot better. I don't know what it is. Okay. I don't know if Blog Talk's not hooked up to the... I know they're pushing Skype big times, but, you know, who wants to play that? Um, all right, Jimmy, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. All right. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we got this cleared up. No one at this moment, but um, we'll handle it from this end. Um, this may be her one more try. Hello, Annette. I'm here. I can finally hear you. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I don't know what happened. If it's I, I couldn't hear you talk up until or what? Okay. Yeah, so I got the guests on. We're just, we had trouble getting each one of them on, too. Um, Jimmy, hello. Yeah. Okay, you're here. Dale, just confirm that you're here for people to know your voice. I'm here. Okay. Annette, we know you're here now. Yes, so. sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Okay. Hello. Okay, the um Jimmy has put out a new documentary called The Real Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Mm-hmm. A documentary. And let me ask you, Jimmy, why we have you here. Why did you do this? Well, I'm from Chicago. I used to live there for 40-plus years, and I know the area. Uh, I was a truck driver for a long time, so I've been around Chicago quite a bit. And I picked that place because it was an old folklore that I've heard for a long time, since I was a, a, a young guy. And I've heard all the stories and everything, and I want to go back and see how it was, uh, you know, now compared to then when I when I've uh, been there. And I started putting pieces together in that and. I had an interest in doing the film. I saw a lot of uh, YouTube videos where it's only like 10, 15 minutes, and they call it a documentary. I want to do a full-length documentary, so I did it. Okay. Dale, you and I are back-to-back as far as neighborhoods go. 
the Charter Cities. Um, we're right in the vicinity, within 10 minutes of Bachelors Grove. Um, I was wandering or, or exploring it back in the 70s. So were you. You're doing your research uh, there. You're you're an author. You've been uh, except for when Richard Crow was doing tours. You're the next in line as far as doing tours in the south suburbs and that. What's your feelings about Bachelors Grove? Well, Bachelors Grove has always been a place that fascinated me. It was one of my locations that really got me involved in ghost research. Uh, that and Resurrection Cemetery, another very famous uh, place in the southwest side. But uh, Bachelors Grove Cemetery was a location that I... Uh, began to research and investigate back in the, uh, the early 1970s. Uh, it goes on right up to, uh, you know, present day. And uh, people to this day, you know, that go out there, you know, they still have experiences. They still have things that they can't explain. And, uh, you know, my reason really to put the documentary together with uh, Jimmy was really to kind of set the record straight uh, to – to really kind of tell people what I've experienced, uh, you know, kind of the folklore of the legends, the investigations, um, and to, you know, really make a, a documentary that was not just ghost stories, but history, you know, genealogical, you know, folk tales, and the whole, the whole gamut. Right. Yeah, the, it was, um, how, long, how far back do you go? You go back to the mid-70s, as I do. Okay, but Correct. you were doing uh, research. Yeah. Uh, then we I was do. exploring. You were doing research. Okay, Annette, um, you're you're the young blood out of the bunch. <laughs> Talking. Uh, <laughs> but I remember the stories from the late 70s and early 80s, and everybody mm-hmm. was terrified to go out there. You know, it was what the, the high school guys used to try to convince right. the girls to go out there and, yeah, park. <laughs> And be scared by the spooks, right? And that—that that was the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah and all the yeah, many times, yeah. many times I've been there, I was always there during the day and was not in fear at all. It's a beautiful yeah. place, but yeah, so you know, when somebody mentions the name Bachelors Grove, it strikes fear in people. Just the name. For our generation, yes, it would. You're right. Yeah, you did. But Dale, we, let me we ask. Went, we let me ask. Yeah. Dale, let me ask you a question. What look do you like better? Do you like Bachelors Grove of the seventies, which basically I got a a tour of of Bachelors Grove. Of, it was like that until early two uh, thousands, or the way it looks now. Which which way do you like better, Dale? Well, you know, that's really kind of a hard question. I mean, you know, it, it obviously was a lot spookier back then. There was a lot more mystique back in the 70s. Uh, when I first, you know, saw the cemetery back in the, you know, you know, 74, 75, back in the early 70s, mid-70s, I mean, you couldn't even tell there was a cemetery out there. Uh, basically, right. there was overgrown weeds basically up to your, your, your thigh, up to your waist. Uh, you, you'd walk around. Uh, there was no fence out there. you Suddenly you, you, you would stumble over something, and there was a tombstone there. Uh, you used to be able to drive back there uh, uh, up to about 1982 or so before they finally, uh, you know, for, forbid that as well. I mean, today, I mean, it's, it's well cleaned up. Uh, it's 
you know, I think by cleaning it up and um, giving it, a, you know, at least recognition that it, it's, a, it's a burial spot as well as being mm-hmm. a very haunted location, it's kind of given uh, kept a lot of the indigents out there away from the location that has really damaged the cemetery. Um, like they have in the past, like in the 70s and the 60s, where there was a lot of grave desecration and graffiti and knocking over tombstones. It doesn't happen that much yeah. often uh, today. Yeah, right. I, I remember it as a forest. Kind of go back in there. And the pictures that I've seen lately with the grass being cut and all that, it's, uh, it don't look the same. I still personally like the way it looked <laughs> back in the seventies, eighties. I'm uh, uh, right. I'm hard. I'm a hard guy for change, so I kind of like the. Uh, to me, Dale was like a maze walking through there. You know, it was kind of neat. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, you couldn't even see where the the, the cemetery, you know, the boundaries of the cemetery were. I mean, you, you kind of knew what the, you saw the trail going down. You kind of knew this was the cemetery, and then. At, at the end of the cemetery was the lagoon, and that basically was, you know, the end of the cemetery, the woods on one side, the woods on the other, and this kind of very mm-hmm. much earth near the center. And that's really what the cemetery was, but you really couldn't see except some of the larger tombstones, like the Fulton tombstone, the Shield tombstone, some of the larger tombstones that kind of stuck out, out of the weeds. Some of the smaller ones, uh, you know, like I said, you, you'd be walking through and you'd stub your toe on, on a tombstone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gentlemen, let me ask you this. The spirit activity. So I'm kind of hearing that wild forest, you know, scary, spooky, and then I'm hearing the cleaned up, respected cemetery of today. Which one do you think we have more spirit activity? Or is it the same? Well, I don't really think, I don't really think it, uh, it has a lot to do so much, you know, really with cleaning it up. I think. I think if, if spirits are out there, they're going to be out there for whatever reason. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of, unfortunately, you know, very, uh, in my term, diabolical things that have happened out there in the past. You know, like satanic worship, there's been grave, grave desecration, there's been bodies dumped out there. There's been murders that's happened out there at Bachelors Grove, documented murders. Uh, yeah. And all this kind of uh, basically, you know, you know, stirs things up out there. Uh, whether or not you kind of clean it up or not, I mean, it may kind of act as a bandage, more or less, kind of healing the environment to some extent. But I mm-hmm. think if there's spirits out there, there's still going to be ghosts out there, no matter what what the environment looks like. It just doesn't have the stigma here in the aughts that it did in the 60s or 70s. So I wondered if that, you know, the way we look at it and treat it now, does that make a difference? Well, I yeah, think I uh, back in the 70s, it being... You were, you were spooked because you had to go through the woods to get to it. Okay, okay. And it, as for me, I never saw any spirits. I never saw anything. Um, I'd never seen a ghost, and I wish I had the pleasure to. Okay. But I've, I've probably tried too hard. Okay. But the primitive nature of the overgrown woods really added to it. Then I'm I'm hearing. It does. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just you know, just the aura of the place, basically. That you know, it's out in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't purposely mm-hmm. put out there. If you know That's the history it. of the place, uh, basically, it used to be on, along the main thoroughfare. 
uh, you know, technology and, and modern technology just bypassed it, you know, when they, when they put in the, the new turnpike. And it kind of ended up off the beaten path. Uh, so people, a lot of people don't even really to this day know where Bachelor's Grove is. You know, they think it's right. at, a, at, a, at a, another cemetery, another, excuse me, forest because they're called Bachelor's Grove Woods. And they, they, mm-hmm. they're out there searching out there and they can't find a cemetery. Uh, it, there's, there's no, uh, you know, signs that say Bachelor's Grove Cemetery anymore. Those signs have been right. torn down and have been gone since the uh, early uh, 1980s. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see done to the place, Dale? If anything. Well, well, I would, you know, I would like to for it to basically be, uh, you know, maintained a little bit better. You know, I mean, it is basically number one foremost, you know, a, a burial spot for the you know, early pioneers that came into this country from, you know, from uh, Germany, from Ireland. You know. I, to have, have us turn into a have, tourist attraction, though. Also, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, exactly, a tourist attraction, battleground, whatever. But it's it's drawn more interest than thus. Um, I mean, not all the families, not all the bodies are even buried there anymore. You know, um, if yeah. if I read right by Tinley Park, the historian in Tinley Park, that a good portion of bodies have been moved by the family members. But um, yep. so would you say it's Quite more a of a memorial than it is an actual burial ground today? And quite a number of headstones are missing. Uh, obviously, there uh, many of the headstones, the original headstones, are not there, uh, and the ones that are there to this day may not be in the original location of where they were supposed to be, according to the, to the original plat markers. Right, right. So they've right. been picked up, carted away, moved around, thrown into the lagoon. Uh, people you know, t- t- took them out of the lagoon uh, later and then put them where they thought they might, you know, uh, had been, you know, in real life. And but they ended up, you know, kind of haphazardly all over the cemetery, except for the larger ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they can't be moved, like the open and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Now yeah. there's a Madonna, the story of the Madonna of Bachelors Grove, um, and a picture. Uh, that appeared. When was that taken? Um, you're pretty well um, tied to that photograph. When was that well, photograph of the woman sitting on the headstone taken? That was actually, uh, August uh, 10th of 1991 during an actual investigation of the cemetery by my group, the Ghost Research Society. And again, this was okay. one of one of several pictures that was taken out there. Uh, the only one that actually showed anything up, it was black and white, high-speed infrared film that was taken by a member of my group at that time, Jude Huff Fells. Uh, we saw nothing mm-hmm. unusual on the tombstone, uh, but we did get a number of people react very strangely. Some of our equipment reacted very strangely to that location, and we went back and just tried photography at them, at that location and many others, and we were quite lucky that something did show up. I remember seeing that in the paper then, uh, and when I saw it, I, I said, "Damn, you know that's uh, that's cool." <laughs> What's but the I've never seen anything and, and so on. Go ahead, Annette. I was just going to ask, what would be the interpretation? I, I don't know about the Madonna. Tell me what we think we see in that photograph, Dale. Well, basically, it's a woman. Uh, in, in a gown of some kind. Uh, we, we really can't date the gown. Some people say 
it may be from the 1930s. Some say it may be from the turn of the century, from you know, mm-hmm. from the 1890s and 1900s. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really kind of hard to date the actual gown, but it's a full-length gown, basically down to her ankles. Uh, she's uh, she's been sitting in the, in the tombstone in profile with long brown, uh, brownish, brownish hair. And actually mm-hmm. parts of her body are actually semi-transparent, her, her head and her knees. So you can actually see trees and bushes through it, indicating that she's not all there. And again, well, nobody well, obviously was, was you know, dressed that way in our group. Nobody was sitting on the tombstone, obviously, when the picture was taken. So it was yeah. really uh, quite phenomenal. And this was way before digital technology. This was using 35-millimeter film. So we didn't know until about a week later when we got the film developed that anything was even on the tombstone to begin with. Okay, okay. Interesting. Uh, what other, I mean, you must know other photographs. I mean, I've heard of some kind of a dog creature. Have you heard of this thing? There have been reports of phantom dogs and animals that have been seen both in the cemetery and along the main trail. They have actually been uh, uh, sometimes uh, seen and sometimes photographed by people. Uh, one that actually looks like a Rothweiler that uh, uh, appears to be very menacing, doesn't make any sound at all, even though it looks like there may be leaves and branches all over the ground. It's walking, but you'll hear no sound. You turn around, the thing completely disappeared. There's no way for it to go, to go anywhere. It's been encountered many times by many different people. That's one of the ones that I hear over and over again. Okay. Interesting. Are there others that... Go ahead, Annette. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, are there other stories that are repeated like that? Oh, quite a number. Uh, The Phantom House uh, uh, is one that, uh, to this day, people occasionally still uh, envision seeing a Phantom House somewhere down the trail, on either side of the trail, or even sometimes in the cemetery itself. And it actually looks like an old wooden-style house with white wooden pillars, a porch swing, and even the light burning dimly in one window. But as you walk towards there... this house, it appears to okay. get smaller and smaller and shrink away, and it's just not there anymore. Oh. Is there history of that? Was there ever a house near or around? Well, there have been. There are some foundations of houses back in the woods a bit uh, from the original homesteads of uh, some of the people that lived in there because Bachelors Grove was not just a cemetery it was a, it was a settlement back in the 1830s and 1840s um, um, mostly German and sometimes Irish immigrants that came from Bremen, Germany and from Ireland and founded this homestead out there called Bachelors Grove and about hmm. an acre of land was put aside around 1864 deeded uh, from a man named Everdeen uh, to bury their dead and that's really all that's left of this whole outpost, this, this, this uh, settlement. It's really the cemetery and some foundations, some dry wells, and maybe some bricks and mortar work. And some people find, uh, uh, sometimes they'll find uh, uh, porcelain and uh, other artifacts in the woods uh, near some of these uh, uh, foundations of homes. Huh, okay. How, that's very interesting. I've never heard of any of that good stuff. Awesome. Okay, gentlemen and ladies, we have five minutes left, and like always, I'd like everybody, uh, the two gentlemen, to plug their websites. Um, we'll start with Dale. Uh, and listeners, um, for those, the show will run an additional 15 minutes after it's off the air, so you can listen to the podcast, you can listen to the download. Uh, it'll be me and Annette talking. So I want to get the individuals, um, Dale and Jimmy, to talk about their websites before it does go off the air. 
Dale, uh, one thing you and I were talking about is we may provide a a tour for the individuals. Uh, you and I both being Southsiders, like I said, back-to-back neighborhoods. Um, growing up, basically, the South Side all our lives, uh, we may provide a ghost tour later in the year, and information will be provided on that. But, Dale, what is your website address? Our website is www.ghostresearch.org ghostresearch.org and in there to find information not only of Bachelor Grove Cemetery but other haunted sites around the the, uh, the Chicagoland area and different investigations we've done and even our ghost tours called Excursions into the Unknown it's listed right on there as well. And how long have you been doing ghost tours since? Uh, the ghost tours have been running since 1982. Uh, as I mentioned uh, when when uh, when I started the tours in Chicago I, it was only me and Richard Crow doing the tours in Chicago and um, right now, I'm basically the longest-running tours in Chicago. And uh, I look forward to doing a doing one with you um, for the individuals. They're fun to do. And, Absolutely. Um, and you also have published how many books? I published six books oh. on the subject: uh, uh, two on Chicago ghosts, when you see the ghosts one and two, a field guide to spirit photography, field guide to uh, ghost hunting techniques. Uh, one on um, uh, haunted roads and bridges, and one on ghost lights. Super, super, super. And, and they're all listed on the website if people want information about that. Okay. And if you missed the, just, if you're on Facebook, just put in Dale Kazmarek, and boom, he'll come up uh, bright and proud on Facebook. Uh, Jimmy, what's the website and where can people find the Bachelor's Grove Cemetery documentary? Okay, you can go to jimmysdogs.org. That's J-I-M-M-Y-S-D-O-G-S dot com, sorry. Uh, You go on there and uh, click on the the Real Vegetable documentary. The site is down right now. Uh, It's been down for a couple days. It'll be back up soon. I am taking orders for the... Uh, for a documentary at Jimmy O'Connor, uh, Barlow, Tennessee, on Facebook. Okay. So until the site can back up and run, you can go that way. And ladies and gentlemen, if you do a search on Google for Batches Grove Cemetery documentary, the article will come up that I wrote and a link directly to the promo of the video. Um, you'll be able to see that and everything. Or just sort of and you got photos of the house, too. Uh, what appears to be a house, yes. I do have photos. Yeah, uh, um, I say, as I said, appears to be a house. I will not take credit to be exactly the house, uh, but right. it does appear to be a house. So um, maybe the next documentary or something, we can show it in that. But um, also, I'd like to mention free magazine online called the Bachelor's Grove Tribute Magazine. It's got constantly being updated and stuff like that. It's uh, just type in free magazine, Bachelor's Grove Cemetery Tribute, and it'll take you right to the link. Gentlemen, and that you stay on. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, sorry for the, the jump start, but uh, <laughs> um, things do happen. We're on the internet and things do happen that way. So, but uh, it was real, really good. 
and thank you, and uh, we'll be talking to you in the near future. Yeah, I'll be calling you in a little while, and not tonight, but you know, in a few days. So, uh, sure. <laughs> y'all take care. Yeah, y'all take care, and Jimmy, enjoy it out there and uh, where you're at near Memphis. And uh, how's the weather out there, by any chance? Uh, it's uh, it's warm. Better than Chicago? Is that all I got to oh, know? Yeah. That's all we got to know. Okay, that's all I have to know. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. All right, gentlemen. Much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Annette. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Annette, how are you doing? Yes. Boy, boy. We we, we haven't fine. had a I had we haven't I had, had a shaky start like that in a while. I know I got your phone number up here, one, two, three, four, five, five times. Oh, I don't know what it I, was. I turned off the I turned it off, I turned it back on, I tried everything I could think of. <laughs> we had that a little bit with I had trouble with Dale too. I had a I had to ditch my Bluetooth, so I don't know what it is. But I, um, I couldn't hear a thing. Not a not a blurb. Yeah, yeah. I heard the intro. So, and that was it. Well, we are still on the air, and uh, or should be anyways. And uh, what I'd like to talk about is, um, you know what? Why don't we do another? Because that really threw me off. So why don't we do another broadcast real soon within the next couple of weeks? Okay. Let's do it. Because, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> okay. I mean, it threw me off. You know what I mean? I'm good, at, I'm good at working off the cuff, but to go where I – basically, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to make a fast announcement. The May 24th, yeah. this is what we're going to talk about, uh, Free Paranormal Day is going to be held at the Ironworks in Joliet. Joliet Ironworks. Okay. It's going to be a fair, it's going to be a free paranormal day starting at 11.30. More details could be found at uh, my Facebook page and soon edwardchanahan.com, but they'll be May 24th, 11.30. It's a Saturday at Joliet Ironworks. And let's, you and I, do this again in the next couple of weeks. And okay. uh, sorry for the jump start, but. Okay, uh, listeners, if you're if you're still here, thank you, and uh, until next time, good night. Good night, Annette. Thank Let you. Let it be. Bye bye.